bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Oteville. Prepare yourself for an unparalleled experience of divine revelation and spiritual empowerment. Greater Works 2023. Speakers, Pastor Matthew Ashimoloa, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, Bishop Mike Okonko, and your host, Pastor Mensah Oteville. Date, Monday 31st July to Friday 4th August. Morning sessions from Tuesday 1st August to Friday 4th August. Time, 9 a.m. Evening sessions. Time, 5 p.m. each night. Venue, Christ Temple East, Teshi. Buses will be available at vantage points across the city to convey you to and back from the conference. Visit gwcentral.org for more details. Greater works. Ignite your faith. Transform your life. And now, today's word. Faith is not having hands laid on you. Faith is not being anointed with oil. And definitely, faith is not drinking olive oil. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Not our tears, not our weeping, not our prayer, not anointed oil, not laying out of hands. This is the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. So if you're going to overcome the world, you must be born of God. What you're doing must be born of God, but you must operate in faith. Faith is simply the conviction that something is true. The conviction that something is true. The full assurance that something is true. For faith to be in operation, we have to believe that something we rely on is reliable. Now, if you look at the verse 5 of 1 John chapter 5, it says, Who is he who overcomes the world? Who is the person who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So, it says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith, Okay. But where, where must the faith be? Where must the faith be? You know, uh, each one of us operates in faith. Each one of us operates in faith. When you came to church, you were ushered to a seat. And I can say that none of you took this chair, looked it upside down, checked this, the, the, the legs of the chair, uh, and, and tested it to see whether I can hold your weight. You were ushered to a chair, and you sat in it. Why? You trusted it. You have faith in the chair. You have faith in your car. Go into your car, although some cars don't deserve faith, but you had faith in it. And you started it, and you drove it, and it led you here. You have faith in your watch. You look at it, and you say, it's 9.30. Or nine o'clock and you you say it with absolute confidence because you have faith in it so we all have faith in something so when it says this is a victory that overcomes the world our faith that's good but faith in what 
Because it's good to have faith, but faith in what? You have faith in a chair, faith in your car, faith in your watch, faith in the food you eat, but faith in what? The next verse, he answers it. But he, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So our faith must be rooted in Jesus. Our faith must be rooted in Jesus. Not faith in yourself or faith in your plans. So our faith must be in Christ. That's where our faith is. So when I say I'm going to overcome the world, how can you tell I'm going to overcome the world? I'm born of God. I have God's spirit in me. And this thing that I'm doing, God is in it. So it qualifies to overcome the world. Then I have faith. Faith in what? Faith in Jesus. So when we say we have faith in Jesus, what about him do we have faith in? What about him? There are two things about Jesus we must have faith in. First, we have faith in who he is. Faith in who he is. His nature, his position, his power. Faith in him as a person. Then secondly, we have faith in what he said. His promises, his assurances. So our faith is in who he is and what he said. If you believe in him, you believe in his word. If you believe in his word, you believe in him. So this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith, where is our faith? In Christ, what is it about Christ? Who he is and what he said. It's not about more prayer. It's not about more fasting. It's not about running after prophets for anointing oil. It's not about seeing a vision. It's about whether you are operating in faith or not. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Faith in who Christ is and what he said. So let me break it down and go to who he is that we must have faith in. Who he is. Who is Jesus? Now, there's so many things we can say about Jesus and so many things I can say about him, but I just picked one passage of scripture to illustrate something about him that we must have faith in, who he is. It's in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 18. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 18. It doesn't give us a complete picture of Jesus, but it gives us sufficient picture for us to have faith in. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 18. Now, whilst you're turning it, I started, I used the illustration of the chair. Now, if when you came to ch church today and you were ushered to your seat, you saw that one seat was the normal one you've been sitting on, it has metal, but then the seat you were ushered in was made of cardboard. And is standing by the one made of metal, which you are familiar with. If you came to church and you were, you were directed to the cardboard seat, 
you will not sit in it like that. Because you have not learned to trust it, and it doesn't seem to have the properties worthy of your trust and your faith. So you're going to look at the cardboard and examine it to see whether it has the capacity for your faith. Because if you have faith in it, you trust in it so much that if it fails you, you are gone. So you're going to examine it and see whether it has faith. Now, if you're going to have faith in Christ, you have to examine him to determine whether he is worthy of your faith. Do you understand me? Okay, now listen to what Colossians says about him, and then you can tell me whether you think you can have faith in him. He says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning. Who is the beginning? the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Now, these are the properties of the Jesus you want to trust. Now, let's break it down. First, he is God in the flesh. He's the image of the invisible God. Jesus is not just a good man or a prophet. He is God manifested physically before us. That's the first thing Colossians says. Secondly, he made all things. He made all things. He's the word that created all things. All things were made by him. And without him wasn't anything made that was made. Third, he is above all things. Principalities, powers, thrones, dominions. Fourth, in him all things consist. He upholds everything. Hebrews 1.3 says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. Now, these are the properties of Jesus. He's God in the flesh. He made all things. He's above all things. He's preeminent. He upholds all things. Now, if that is who he is, the question is, can you trust him? So, between this description of Jesus and the current situation in the Ghanaian economy, which one is more powerful? <laughs> this one who is the creator, who is God in the flesh, who holds all things together, says you will make it, whose word is more powerful? <laughs> so, when we say that we have faith in Jesus, we have faith in who he is, his properties. His properties. Because who he is is always going to be in contradiction to how things appear. How things appear can be frightening. But you have to look at who he is. So, who he is. Now, let's look at what he said. Because we said... Our faith must not just be who he is, but what he said. So what did Jesus say? Jesus said many things, said many things, but I'm just going to highlight two things he said, which I think helps us in the situation we are in. This is what Jesus said. This Jesus 
who made all things, who is God in the flesh, who is above all things, who upholds all things, who has the preeminence, by whose word creation was initiated. This is what he said. He says that when we pray in his name, he will answer. In John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24, he says, And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. He says, if you pray in his name, he will answer. If you pray in his name, he will answer. That's what he said. He also said that if we have faith in God, we will move mountains. Mark 11, 22 and 23. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So when somebody says, I have faith, I think the logical question is faith in what? Faith in what? Inflation has a voice. Depreciation has a voice. Now, if you trust the situation more than Jesus, then you're going to believe what the situation is saying. And your whole life is going to be very depressed. But at the same time that situation is telling you you can't make it, there is another voice, the voice of the one who created the earth that you live in. The one whose voice upholds the universe. The reason why the earth is not crashing into the moon and the moon into, into Mars and Mars into another planet is because somebody's word is keeping everything in orbit. And that person says, I'm with you. And he says, call upon me and I will hear. If you ask me, I will do it. He says, if you speak to that mountain, be removed, it will move. Whose voice are you going to believe? Because the voice you believe in is the faith you have. The voice you believe in is the faith you have. All right. Now, so Jesus says, I'm going to do this. If you have faith, you can move mountains. If you pray, I would answer. How can we be sure that what he says he would do? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. And it says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. And for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. 
So what, what does the scripture say? It says the promises of God is not yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Sometimes you pray and it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it works. Some, it says the promises of God are not yes and no. It's not yes and no. It's not gambling. Faith is not a gamble. But he says all his promises in him are yes and in him Amen. Amen means it is so. So if he says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world, it is yes and it is amen.